0: When I try Deathwish coffee, it feels like Jesus Christ himself washing down my throat. But Kurt, this is a lot of coffee. You must have spent a ton of money on it. And not just American dollars, but Canadian money. Fuck, no I didn't. I used coupon code 3 Nerds and I got 10% off. You can too! In a world of lame nerdy podcasts, one, no three, and maybe sometimes more nerds, will rise to the challenge. We hold the studios accountable, we celebrate the amazing feats of cinema, we sometimes rage out. We are the Three Angry Nerds Podcast. Hello everybody, and welcome back to the One Angry Nerd Podcast. Uh, yeah, just me this week. Uh, everyone else is unavailable, so yeah, you get me, and me only. Which is unfortunate, too, because there's a lot to talk about this and I don't know how much you want to hear me talk about everything for however long we're going to be talking about it. But let's just dive in. Um, we got our first look at Secret Invasion. Looks good. Trailer came out for that. Uh, obviously, Marvel putting out some top-tier content after what... <laughs> it hasn't been the smoothest ride for Marvel with a lot of their projects and then Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania really uh, just kind of I think put a nail in the coffin but Marvel digging themselves out Um, we'll see how it all turns out but yeah it does look good Uh, that's coming sometime in June and I think the rumor is June 21st the, the premiere date so check that out uh, we have Fantastic Four reboot uh, rumors to talk about. There's a rumor that both Galactus and Silver Server are going to appear in the movie. Obviously, those two huge characters in the canon of Marvel, not just in the canon of uh, Fantastic Four, but just Marvel in general. Uh, great to see that they pop up. I also could see... Uh, that we maybe get, like, a bit more background for Silver Surfer. Maybe you should throw Galactus in there as well to kind of flesh him out a bit more. Not like Galactus needs a ton of backstory, but still, you know, give the guy some, some, you know, some setup here. Have Daredevil Born Again. Uh, it is the new Daredevil series coming from the uh, team bringing back Daredevil. Uh, Nikki M. James joined the project, and we we're trying to figure out who she is playing. Uh, and now a lot of people are saying she's playing Kristen McDuffie whoever that is I'm kidding, Kristen McDuffie is like a love interest for Daredevil Matt Murdock she starts to suspect that Matt is Daredevil and kind of like asks him about it but you know he kind of like laughs it off like "Eh, no, you don't know what's going on um so, yeah. I imagine, too, the fact that we got rid of, um, Electra in the previous series. And then, um, Karen, was that, was that her name? The love interest of the original show. She's out, too. So, yeah. Bring us bring some new blood. Some new romantic interest for, for Matt. Uh... We got a new trailer for Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Looks good. Looks very exciting and fun. Uh, One of my more anticipated movies of this year. I really did like Into the Spider-Verse. The the last movie that came out. I always tell people I'm very surprised that movie actually bombed at the box office. Go check it out. It bombed. It did not do well. So Everyone thinks it did well. I think it's because it's a good movie. Uh, But when you go look at the box office, it bombed. It did not do well. So, I think the word of mouth of the original movie, and then couple with this, would be like, "Hey, we're, we're, we're making strides." Um, yeah, you got last Spider Man, and it looks like uh, Miles kind of has to choose if he wants to make a sacrifice or not to be Spider Man. So the other Spider man have to make sacrifices then I'm like, did he make a sacrifice in the f- first movie? Didn't he lose his Uncle Aaron? Wasn't that the whole thing with that? I don't know. Hopefully the movie doesn't forget that that happened. Okay. Dwayne Johnson, also known as The Rock, uh, has revealed that there's early development on a live-action reimagining of Disney's Moana. Um, and he's going to be in it. So, uh, yeah. I I guess uh, I don't see the point of this, personally, because Molotov came out not too long ago. I don't know if it really needs a remake, let alone a live-action one. So, I don't know. This seems... I filed this in the I could really care less uh, department, but maybe some people care. <laughs> All right. Uh, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, we got our... Second or third trailer for that? I don't know. It's a new trailer. That's all I know. It's not the first trailer, that's for sure. Um, And yeah, looks good. There was a whole lot of swashbuckling action, I guess. Also, too, like they put in a Rolling Stones song, and I just felt like that was a very weird choice for an Indiana Jones movie. I would have totally been fine if they just put in like the iconic theme song. Uh, we have some new Star Wars stuff to talk about. Uh, they had their uh, Star Wars convention over the weekend. Uh, mostly mostly stuff that was not too surprising, but still nice to hear. Um, we have three new Star Wars movies officially announced. Um, yeah, so the first... Is a movie by James Mangold about the first Jedi. He describes it as a biblical epic. Second is a movie by Dave Filoni, who created Star Wars Rebels, uh, Star Wars The Clone Wars, the animated series, etc. Uh, he's also been working on The Mandalorian and all those other Disney Plus shows. Um, yeah. this His movie is sort of about a war between the Imperial Remnant and the New Republic. I think it's being described as some sort of like uh, crossover event with all the other Disney Plus shows, so assumingly, like your character from Ahsoka and Book of Boba Fett, Mandalorian and all that would all kind of come together. And then finally, a film by Charmaine Obeid Chinoy uh, about a new Jedi Order that pops up after The Rise of Skywalker so this would be like a Sequel to Rise of Skywalker and would follow Ray as she trains a new generation of Jedi. Uh, this one's the one I'm like, are we ready to go back and visit those movies' characters again? Because Rise of Skywalker was not good, uh, and also too, I, as much as I like The Last Jedi, I know a lot of people didn't like it. So I don't. Know, that's one that I'm like, ooh, you're really playing with fire on that one. But we'll see. Um, Ahsoka, we got our first trailer for that. looks really good. Um, and also, Lars Mickelson confirmed to return as the Star Wars Rebels villain, Grand Admiral Thrawn. Uh, we also saw too, some other stuff too, like Mary Elizabeth Winstead. She's playing Hera, so that was cool. Yeah, I don't know. This this looks good. I I like. As much as uh, I like Rebels and all that, I'm like this is basically just live action Rebels. And I'm okay with that. Great. Donald Glover confirms plans to reply reprise his solo a Star Wars story role as Lando Calrissian. Uh, basically, he was working on some movie or video for GQ about his like iconic roles, and when it came for Solo, he was like, "Oh yeah, I'm still talking to Disney about making making a movie with us or something." So. Cat's out of the bag, I guess. He's working on Lando again. We'll see where, when and where that pops up. Uh, Noah Hawley's Alien series still taking shape at FX, even as Fetty Alvarez's movie gears up to begin shooting. So, looks like these two are going to be not connected. Um, Noah Hawley said his Alien series takes place on Earth. So, uh, yeah. I don't think these two would be connected, which is fine. I don't need two connected alien projects. They can be doing their own thing. So uh, We got our first trailer for Blue Beetle. Looks very good. Blue Beetle. Blue Beetling. Um, yeah, this is apparently the first DCU movie too. Because it was going to be DCEU. And then they made it DCU. The new thing that, uh, what's his name? James Gunn is doing. So Blue Beetle. Coming soon, but looks pretty good. Uh Peacemaker season two is still happening, but won't be out until after Superman Legacy, so Peacemaker is still happening, but I think it's gonna look a lot different in the new DCU and what they incorporated into. I'm really curious, but all right. Uh Captain America Star Frank Gorillo confirms he's joining James Gunn's DCU and criticizes the way that they portrayed Crossbones, which I think a lot of people think we're like really they done done dirty um but yeah a lot of people are trying to speculate on who he would be playing in the DCU there's obviously going to be some characters that kind of pop up more than others I think Rick Flag Sr. is probably like the most uh the one that most people are assuming he'd be playing um and yeah because he kind of looks so much like that character and that would just also make a ton of sense And then, finally, we're getting into Harry Potter Reboot. This will be an HBO Max series. J.K. Rowling's involved, so, I don't know. Distance or not distance yourself from this project, accordingly. Uh, But, importantly, it seems um, that, yeah, it seems like each season of the uh, show will correspond to a book so each movie had its own book but this would be more kind of like tied to a book in terms of like each each uh show each uh season will have its own book associated with it which i think it would be good i think it could potentially flash out those stories a bit more give a bit more time for those stories to breathe and characters to breathe not like i don't think the movies didn't do a good job of that already but i think you could just do a better job with with that okay well that's it for news uh very short news like 13 minutes something like that all right let's take a quick break we're gonna come back and review some movies hey everybody it's Curtis from the podcast and you know that we're brought to you by Amazon Prime Amazon Prime's got amazing content such as The Boys, The Expanse, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, Goliath and so much more don't have to take our word for it go try out a 30-day trial of the service see if you like it if you want to stick around. They've got low introductory rates for new users who sign up. And you're going to get a ton of other Amazon Prime benefits. So sign up today and check it out. Thank you for your time. All right, we're back. Let's talk about some movies. Uh, First off is the Super Mario Brothers movie. Yep. Uh, saw this at Landmark Cinemas, which is very nice. Uh, I it's probably one of my better, my favorite theaters to watch the movies at. So their seats recline. They've got such comfortable seats. Nice drink holders. Everything. It's a very nice experience. Very no frills. I was grateful for watching this movie because I kind of feel like you needed a no frills experience for watching this movie because it's it's kind of a no frills movie either. Like. Uh, as much as I didn't know what to anticipate with this movie, I did probably have a bit more fun than most people. Assassin uh, critics are really slamming this movie, and I personally didn't see it. Uh, it does take a bit of a weird take on this, though. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know much about the Super Mario Brothers lore to know what happens, how they get into the Mushroom Kingdom, but in this they kind of like treated it a little bit like a Narnia type thing where the the Mushroom Ki- Kingdom kind of runs tangent to our own world tandem and uh, they kind of get teleported down to there. So is is it's kind of the setup is that uh, Mario and Luigi find a pipe and they go in there and Luigi ends up getting kidnapped by Bowser who was also trying to Take over the Mushroom Kingdom and make Princess Peach his wife. Um, and yeah, I thought it was fun. The movie kind of it—it's like just over ninety minutes, and it feels like it did try to like overstretch its runtime just a little bit. Um, it was fun for what it is. I think I said this on Twitter, but like, I really do feel like. Your enjoyment of this movie is really dependent on how much you're gonna love the references and everything, because the references are kind of what like make this for me. Um, if you if you're like me and you play the games growing up, you're gonna catch those references. You're gonna think they're cute or fun or whatever. If not, I think it just goes over some people's heads and it just makes this a very mediocre movie. For me, like the references enough elevated it that like i'd give this like a seven out of ten i thought it was good enough uh it's maybe not great or anything and i maybe could argue that this could be a six out of ten as well but i'll stick with a seven i'm a little positive more positive on it for now at least um but yeah it, it is a simple movie like 90-ish minutes it's in it's in and out probably would be perfect for kids to watch because it's so short um yeah so go check that out uh, I did see operation Fortune, Rose de Gour uh, which is a um, new movie from guy Ritchie which a lot of people he, I think guy Ritchie movies you get you kind of know what to expect at this point he's been kind of making the same-ish kind of movie now for the last little while um I I feel like it's like a, a, a copy of a copy at this point like, he just keeps making the same kind of movie and just, every time, slightly lower quality. This is no different for me. Um, I don't know. He loads it up with a good cast, sure. But I just, I lost so much interest in watching this. It was it was a snort. It was so boring. And even though it's, like, relatively well-made, I would argue it's more average than anything, but, like, I don't know. It is, it is what it is. Um, it's... Yeah, like they put in Jason Statham, uh, Josh Hartnett shows up in this, Aubrey Plaza, Hugh Grant, Carrie Elwes shows up in this as well. Like there's a really good cast in this, but it just, yeah, it's, even though it's a good cast, it just really kind of, I don't know, lacks a big um to it. It's a very mediocre ish movie. I give it like a six out of ten. I think, I don't know. It's just you might get some enjoyment out of this, but for me, it was not really worth the worth the hype. So, uh, and then finally, American Manhunt: The Boston Marathon Bombing. Yeah, that was good. That was good. Uh, it's a documentary about the American Manhunt: The Boston Marathon Bombing. Uh, the people that bombed that uh, marathon race many years ago. So yeah, I don't know. I I think it was a very uh, interesting documentary because they kind of showed a little bit of like Islamophobia, and I don't think they really kind of explored that as much as I thought they might or should. But eh, it was good. I give it like a seven out of ten. It's it's interesting enough. Alright, let's take one last quick break and then we're going to recap Love is Blind and The Mandalorian. Hey Spark, have you listened to the newest album by Smash Mouth? No, I haven't gotten my copy yet. Oh man, it's the bomb. Oh, I heard they were going to use this for that new movie with Mike Myers, Shrek. It's okay, I mean, it's no walking on the sun though. Ah, a ghost! I'M THE GHOST OF STREAMING future. What's streaming? YOU CAN MAGICALLY PLAY ANY SONG YOU WANT oh, ON ALMOST ANY DEVICE! IT'S PRETTY COOL! IN FACT, AMAZON MUSIC OFFERS A THREE month TRIAL FOR NEW USERS TO CHECK OUT ITS R-SELECTION! Awesome Amazon? Like the website that sells books? Yes! In fact, take a look! What's this? It looks like a remote control, but from the future! It's a device that you can stream on! In fact, why don't you go to http Slash, slash, get Amazon forward slash free angry So you can try the service for free for one month. If you don't like it, you cannot subscribe at any time. Wow, there's a lot here. Yeah, there is. What's Dubstep? Okay, we're back. And there's just two things to recap. Uh, the first is Love Is Blind. They just released episodes eight through eleven, and this one gets a little volatile. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's starting to get a little crazy on Love Is Blind, and I think that's kind of why <laughs> a lot of people have been tuning into the season more than others, just because. It definitely feels like it's getting a little out of hand. Uh, maybe in a good way. Um, so, yeah, if you don't know too much about what's been going on, um, we did have in uh, the new season, season four. Um, yeah. we There was a birthday party for Chelsea at the end of um, episode eight that, uh, basically, yeah, we had the arrival of Josh and he kind of, like, threw Marshall and Jackie for a loop. Um, yeah. Then episode nine, uh, yeah. Uh, episode nine picks up where, um, yeah, Jackie just doesn't go to her dress fighting, uh, which is very, ugh. Um, yeah, and then we later find out that, yeah, she's decided to go hang out with Josh. So, that's, that's a choice. Uh, we also get, like, a lot of Kwame expressing doubts, which, I don't know. I guess, it's a part of the show I do feel like it's being played up for drama, or, I don't know, maybe it's not, but it just feels like that. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, speaking of Kwame, Kwame and Chelsea, like, feature a lot in this. Um, and then we kind of get Kwame and Chelsea going up to the altar. Chelsea saying, I do, and Kwame being left to answer the question. So, we'll see what happens with that. But, yeah. Uh, I think at this point, many people kind of feel confident. In particular, couples, you know, uh, Brett, and, Brett and Tiffany seem pretty safe. Um, others seem safe. Uh, Jackie and uh, and Marshall, though, I don't know. Maybe maybe there's some hope for something else, but it definitely seems like it's done. So, yeah, big uh, finale. Uh, coming this week April 14th and then there's a live reunion April 16th which we won't be able to watch in advance for real because it's live but looking forward to see how that all shapes up and then finally episode 6 of the Mandalorian um yeah this was this was a weird one uh I've seen a lot of people online getting a little upset over the number of cameos and the nature of the cameos and I'm I'm the kind of person I'm like you know what the cameos themselves do not bother me it's the fact that we're in like the home stretch you know we're coming to the end of the show and it just feels like a weird time to all of a sudden be cramming in cameos when I feel like the show should be prioritizing different I don't know story beats and elements like I just don't know how this is going to play into the end of the season um I mean we did have the thing with the Mandalorians sure but the whole stuff with Jack Black and Lizzo and Christopher uh, Lloyd and all that like just didn't really felt necessary so I don't know it's I I, I this felt like an unnecessary episode in the context of where we're at the season. I think by and large, it's still relatively enjoyable, but I think if you're looking at this as like where we're at in the season, it's, it's a little disappointing. So I'd give it like a seven out of 10. It's not terrible, but it also just, again, what are we doing? What are, what is the, um, what is our ultimate end goal here? So um. yeah and I think with that we're done with this episode a little bit on the shorter side but you know what that's okay dude that happens sometimes cool well we'll see you all next time everybody bye for now